or just say Alexa. Play WASU FM. Originating from the Wayne L. Sumner Studios in the George G. Beasley Media Complex, this is your college, your station, your music. Appalachian State University's 90.5 WASU FM, Boone. Welcome to the 90.5 WASU's preview of the 2023-24 NBA season. I am your host, Lucas Warren, and I am joined by Cody Bear, Nick Goodman, and Bobby Phillips. To give a quick recap of this last NBA season, the Denver Nuggets were the NBA champions. They finished first in the Western Conference with a record of 53-29 and Representing the East was shockingly the eighth-seeded Miami Heat, who finished 44 and 38, ousting the top-seeded Milwaukee Bucks, who finished 58 and 24 on the year. The league MVP was Joel Embiid. The Rookie of the Year was Paolo Bancaro. The Defensive Player of the Year was Jaron Jackson Jr. Malcolm Brogdon won Sixth Man of the Year. Mike Brown was Coach of the Year, and Monty McNair, both from Sacramento, was Executive of the Year. We've got a lot to look forward to. This year, including stars like Damian Lillard and Bradley Beal finally being on contending teams, new rookies that look to make an impact on the league, and an all-new in-season tournament to shake up the regular season. So before we dive into the season breakdown, first of all, how are you guys doing tonight, and what are you looking forward to most in this 2023-24 NBA season? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Just ran a mile for the station just a minute ago, so if I'm a little bit out of breath, um, that's why. But um, I'm really excited for this NBA season. I think there's a lot of unpredictability going into this season, so I'm excited. I'm expecting it to be a really exciting one. I'm really excited for the rookies this year. Obviously, Wimby is going to be the big guy that everyone's talking about, but Chet is playing like technically his first season. Scoot and the two Thompsons are going to be must-see TV and... We'll see what we get from second overall pick, Brandon Miller. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty see good. See my excitement. I, I'm doing pretty good. Pretty, doing pretty good on this uh, this Monday night. Um, the main thing I'm probably looking forward to, though, you kind of talked about it a little bit in your introduction. Just seeing what Damian Lillard looks like on the Bucks, seeing what Bradley Beal looks like on the Suns. Just seeing them switching teams after they've been with the Blazers and the Wizards for so long, respectively. Just seeing them on different teams and seeing how they look on a different roster is probably what I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah, I, I agree. I think seeing someone like Damian Lillard finally in meaningful basketball, like obviously he's made the Western Conference Finals, but he's never been on a team that's expected to win an NBA championship. So finally, he's on that team. Um, but yeah, I'm also excited to see this in-season tournament. I think it'll be very interesting, and I just can't wait for the storylines for the team that wins it. And then it's, you know, if you win the in-season tournament, then like maybe get ousted in the first round. I just couldn't imagine a more like you know regular season team than that. But uh, we got a lot to jump into, so we'll go right into it. Uh, so we'll start with our East preview. Uh, so like I said last year, the Eastern Conference was represented by the Miami Heat. Uh, they've actually made two finals in the last four seasons. Uh, Boston Celtics were in the Eastern Conference finals with them. Uh, 
It looks like the Heat took a step back this year. They lost important players. Uh, we'll get into that, but it seems like the leaders of this conference are the Milwaukee Bucks, Boston Celtics. We'll take it by division, though. So we'll start with the Atlantic division. Uh, included in the Atlantic division is the Boston Celtics, the Brooklyn Nets, the New York Knicks, the Toronto Raptors, and the Philadelphia 76ers. It's been a competitive uh, division past couple seasons, so... Bobby, I'll start with you. What's a team you like from this division and a team you don't like from this division entering uh, the new season? So the main team I like going into this season, this might be an obvious pick for me, but I'm going with the Boston Celtics. I really like the Porzingis uh, addition. Don't love that we gave up Robert Williams, but I think, you know, Porzingis can step up in that role and be a really good defensive uh, presence down end. I really think they have a really good uh, depth off of their bench. You know, they got players like Derek White, which I think are going to be really good for them. And, like, he was great last year. You know, he hit that crazy shot against the Heat. Didn't win the series for us, but... Doesn't matter. uh, Yeah, I mean, he's him. You know, um, a team I don't like from this division is the Philadelphia 76ers, really. You know, I still have them making the playoffs, but, you know, the whole James Harden situation, who knows what's going on with that. And then, you know, they have, like, an aging roster, and, you know, I think Maxi will be good for them, but a lot of that's going to fall on Embiid. And, you know, obviously Embiid's one of the best centers in the league, in my opinion, second best center in the league, but, you know... You know, he has some injury issues, and I just I don't think him alone can carry this team deep into the playoffs. I'm with you on the Celtics. Uh, I think, I mean, Jalen Brown got as much hate as anyone over the offseason for not being able to dribble with his left hand. Can we, Boston Celtics social media team, <laughs> yes. what are you doing posting yeah. oh, a yeah. picture of Jalen Brun- Brown struggling to dribble with his left hand? Like, yeah, it's like that had to be on purpose. But. <laughs> yeah, that was that was Jalen can't dribble left. Like, around. oh my god! Yeah. But uh, still, him and Jason Tatum are still probably the best offensive duo in the league. I mean, obviously uh, the Bucks and Giannis with Dame is now a huge uh, wrench in that. But it has been Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown for the last season and a half, two seasons. I I do like the Drew Holiday move. I don't love, like you said, getting rid of Robert Williams in it. But I think it's a nice win-now move. You get some experience on that team. There's, of course, some worry with Kristaps being your best big man, but I like them the most out of everyone in the division. A team I don't like is the Raptors. I don't really know what direction they're trying to go in. I don't think they know what direction they're trying to go in. They're one (laughs) of those teams that's stuck between trying to rebuild and contend. They're not making moves. They're not getting better. So I don't really like the Raptors. Yeah, I've got to agree with Bobby here on this one. Um, I do like this Celtics team. Obviously, losing a player like Robert Williams really hurts. Um, He's a really good player at the five spot, you know, really good defense. But they are in a great position, as Cody said, to win now. Jason Tatum, he's in his prime. He's going to play his best basketball around these next few years that he's going to play in his whole career. And bringing in Drew Holiday, again, it hurt to give give up Robert Williams for him, but He's going to be an excellent defender for them. Um, he's going to be, I think, a, a little bit of a better version of Marcus Smart for them, too. Um, and I think they're pretty clearly one of the two best teams in the Eastern Conference. Um, on the other hand, again, kind of like Bobby says, I just I don't really like the Philadelphia 76ers heading into the season. I mean, they're probably going to make the playoffs in the East either way. Joel Embiid is still one of the best players in the entire NBA, but... 
considering the stalemate going on with James Harden, you know, him going to a camp and saying I, straight up, I'm never playing for the 76ers again. Daryl Morey's a liar. Uh, yeah. Just out, uh, straight up avoiding working with the team. Um, the longer this goes on, the worse it's going to be for the 76ers yeah. because I feel like at this point, James Harden is not. He's not going to come back, and the value for him is just going to go down when they know that, mm-hmm. okay, there's no threat that James Harden's just going to stick with the 76ers. Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. But yeah, I was just going to say, uh, without him, I don't feel like there's enough on the 76ers team to really stay competitive with the top of the Eastern Conference. Yeah, there's reports today that. Predictably, he was not at practice with the 76ers. Uh, I believe it was their final practice or, like, full team practice. Um, and, yeah, I mean, they're, it's a tough spot. I don't, I don't know. Would you guys trade? I mean, I think you have to trade him, but... Well, yeah. Well, you have to. You have yeah, to, you better get something than nothing. I, think but, it, I mean, I don't really like, though. I feel like Harden's, like, forced his way out of... Like, he, okay, forced his way out of Houston <laughs> and then the Nets, and now he's trying to do it again. No, I mean, like, what's this yeah. trade value even look like? Yeah, that's I don't I, even know. I guess that's what my question was going to be, because, you know, Daryl Morey is the GM there in Philadelphia, and... He's always been known as a guy who just won't make a bad trade. He'll stay, sit patiently, and he did that for the Ben Simmons trade, and it worked out. Like people were saying, mm-hmm. he had to take a deal like something like Harrison Barnes and Buddy Heald for Ben Simmons, but he waited it out, and ended up getting his guy. Didn't work out eventually. Yeah. But do you think he stays patient, or do you think you, if you're Dar- or you're Daryl Morey, do you think you make this trade immediately? Well, knowing him, he's probably gonna wait. But I can see maybe towards the. Into the trade deadline, you know he, you know the Seventy Sixers, they're gonna get a little anxious and might have to kind of compromise on like a little bit less of a deal if they want to really compete later on in the season. Yeah, but I just, I don't know. I just look at it. I don't know the way I look at it. You're, the value, like kind of Cody mentioned, like I don't know where the value is right now, and I don't know if it's going up or down. If he plays, if like three months go by and he hasn't played a game, yeah, it's going yeah. down. Yeah, it's no, it's and then the big thing down. too is, I, you know, if I'm the Sixers, I'm done caring about James Harden and his future with the team. But you have mm-hmm. to start to think about Joel Embiid. Yeah, and you really don't want to be, you know, fielding a team that we are all clearly saying cannot compete with the top teams in the East. And you know, it's unfortunate, but you probably will have to take a trade that you don't want to take just to get that distraction out of Philadelphia. But I, I agree with you guys. I think pretty clearly Boston Celtics are the team in this division. I, I think the Brooklyn Nets can also take a leap this year. They were very good after they made that trade. Uh, they were still competitive, um, and I, I feel like you know, uh, Mikael Bridges played a year with or played over the summer with USA Team USA. That tends to lead to a good year in the next season for those guys. Uh, the Knicks, once again, I think will be competitive. Uh, obviously, I have a little bias there, but you know we're not getting any worse. We got a little deeper. I think the East overall got a little less deep, so I think the Knicks will be right there. Um, I'm with you. I think the Raptors are probably the worst team or just most confusing team. Uh, it just feels like I have no direction right now in that franchise. Uh, but, yeah, I, I would say Celtics definitely the, the – Definitely the favorite in the East with the Milwaukee Bucks, but definitely in this division. Uh, but now jumping to the Central Division, we have the Chicago Bulls, the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Milwaukee Bucks, Detroit Pistons, and Indiana Pacers. Uh, so we'll, we'll flip the flip the order. So Nick, from the Central 
division, who do you like and who do you not like? Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna probably I'm gonna go with the obvious one here. One team I like is is gonna be the Milwaukee Bucks. I alluded earlier to the Celtics being one of the two clear best teams in the East. This is the other one. Uh, Milwaukee was already a great team last year without Damian Lillard. They had the best record in the NBA. Obviously, they choked in the playoffs, but they still had 58 wins without him. Now the team has Lillard and still has Chris Milton also on that same team. That should make life a lot easier for Giannis Antetokounmpo. They shouldn't be able to pack the paint to try to stop him because they're going to have likely two shooters on the floor that are elite top of the NBA. And... They should easily be one of the best teams in the whole NBA. I don't, I don't feel the same way about Detroit. Um, I mean, they had the worst record in the NBA last year. And, I mean, they have young talent. Cade Cunningham has, should become a star. And Azir, Azir Thompson has a lot of potential. But they're just such a young team right now. And I feel like they still just need some more time before they can really become contenders. I'm with you on the Bucks. I think they're the best team in this division. Uh, Giannis seems happier. The Bucks knew they had to go ahead and do something when he was talking about in a couple yeah. years I might head on out if we're not winning. And now he's just signed an extension. I'll add another team out there that I just like the trend that they're having right now is the Indiana Pacers. Mm-hmm. Jairus Walker is looking really good, uh, really good on defense. We know that. Adding him to Tyrese Halliburton, Benedict Matherin is going to be great. And they just got Bruce Brown, too, as a nice kind of veteran, like obviously a playoff performer on that team. So I think their trend is really good. I dislike the Bulls for a lot of reason about what I said about the Raptors. I just I don't know what direction they're going to go in. They look like a team that wants to keep going. They have talent, but they're not in a rebuild. It's just they're not going to be making noise, so they're keeping talented guys on the team for nothing. Yeah, um, I'm kind of with you on there, Cody, about the Pacers, but my main pick of a team I like is the Milwaukee Bucks. Big shock. You know, uh, Nick, you were talking about a second ago how they made that trade for Lillard and stuff, and they were able to keep Milton. They also got to keep Brooke Lopez, which I think was a really big thing also for them because, you know, you know, Brooke Lopez, he's older, he's a veteran, you know, he's taking his time. But, you know, I think people sometimes undervalue how much he means to this Bucks team, and he really spaces the floor for them. And I th- really think he's a great down-low defensive presence as well. And, you know, obviously Giannis, he won Defensive Player of the Year two years ago. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Three years um, ago, maybe. Two or three years ago, and but Brooke Lopez is right down there in the paint with him, making some crucial blocks. A team I don't like, which everybody else seems to like, is the Cleveland Cavaliers. You know, oh, we got you know Donovan Mitchell's their number one option, and I really don't think he is best when he is the number one option. You know, I think he's better as a two option. You know. And Mobley, he's a really good defender, but, you know, you're already averaging, like, two-something blocks a game. I don't really see that going much anywhere. I think his ceiling offensively is a lot lower than a lot of people are saying right now. You know, I you know, he, I don't see him averaging much more than 20 points per game, you know, which, I mean, is still significant, but people are acting like, you know, this year he's going to go out there and drop, like, 26 points a game, and I don't really see that happening for them. And... I still have them making the playoffs, but I think a lot of people are overhyping this team. You know, we saw it in the playoffs against the Knicks last year. They are just not ready for the playoffs. And I I don't know. I don't like their chances this year. Yeah, I find this division kind of fascinating. Uh, each team kind of has a interesting, uh, just re- something they have to realize this season. Like the Bulls, you kind of touched on it, but the rebuild could be coming or just the, the fire sale could be coming. You know, they have a lot of talent, like you said, like, Guys like Alex Caruso, DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, they'll get value on the trade market. It's just, do they want to trade those guys? Uh, I think it is 
going to happen, it will have to happen. I just don't see in the Eastern Conference how how you, you know, you're, you're barely a playing team right now and you're all in money-wise. Like, you're a tax team uh, and you're not winning more than 40 games a year. I just don't know how you... You, you you do that if you're an NBA team, but the Cleveland Cavaliers, you kind of mentioned it. I, I'm I have a reason not to like this team, but I, I do. I watched this team very closely in the playoffs last year, and it was clear that there's a problem with the way that offense is constructed. Yeah. Uh, they didn't have a shooting wing that could have helped them a lot. They needed that fifth starter that really could just space the floor for them. But it, just the way that team is built, you have two centers that really can't create. And you want them on the field, on the court, because that's when they're at their best defensively. And then it's been a trend in the NBA, but their two best scorers are two six foot guards. And it's hard to win playoff rounds with two six foot guards. Historically, if you're under around the six six mark, it's tough for you in the playoffs as a number one option. Uh, so I, their win total, I think, right now is fifty and a half. I would take the under on that. I get mm-hmm. they won fifty. They won fifty one games last year. The East is a little weaker, but I don't know that team. Maybe there'll be a regular season wins machine just because, you know, they want to get that Knicks series taste out of their mouth. They have a young team, so they'll have motivation to win some games. So maybe they hit that over, but I don't like them as a playoff team. The Bucks, I'm definitely not as high on as a lot of people. I, I talked to Bobby about this on uh, when mm-hmm. the trade happened, but I just look at that team, and I understand the talent and the potential, but you are relying on such an old core at this point. Like, Brooke Lopez is 35 years old, and... Another thing that people aren't going to realize is Drew Holiday is the point of attack defender in those pick and rolls that Brook Lopez is. And he's a great defender, but statistically he was like a top five defender of all time at times with the Milwaukee Bucks. And I don't think he's that. Uh, and I think a lot of that has to do with what Drew Holiday was doing on the front end of that. Now it's going to be Drew Holiday, or not Drew Holiday, sorry, uh, Damian Lillard, uh, the one guarding that point of attack in the pick and roll so I'm not feeling as high as them and then the Pacers are the team I'm very high on I I love what they've done I like Tyrese Halliburton Uh, you didn't mention Obi Toppin I think Mm -hmm. as sad as it is it didn't work out in New York but I think he'll have a good role as that rolling four next to Miles Turner who can space the floor so I I like what's going on in Indiana Uh, but now hitting the final division in the Eastern Conference the Southeast Division Probably not the most uh, watchable division. Uh, yeah. We talked to, about how many playoff teams are in the Atlantic, a co- couple competitive teams in the Central, but Southeast. It's headlined by the finals uh, representatives, Miami Heat, but outside of that, one playoff team, and it was the seven seed Atlanta Hawks. So go back to you, Bobby. What do, what do you think of the Southeast division, team you like, team you don't like? Out of everybody here, I like the Hawks the best. You know, Last year was a little bit shaker, shaky, you know. Young, I think, could have been a lot better, but I can really see him, you know, him and Dejounte Murray. You know, they've had a little bit of a year, like a little bit more time to get more settled into things, and they're actually gonna be able to have some team chemistry there. And you know, they have um, Onyeka Okongwu. Yeah, I really, I really like. I he just got a big contract. Yeah, I, I really think he's gonna be good for them this year. You know, I. I can really see them making a big pushback, like bounce back this year, because I think they were like forty-one and forty-one, right? There was like a bunch about how they were like yeah. statistically well, like even with all their. They other were the most five hundred team imaginable. Yeah, like, like they were like almost they, the exact same points allowed as scored. That and I think it was like a month stretch where they never won. They didn't win more than two games in a row for like an entire month. Yeah, which is pretty crazy. But um, I I think they're gonna finish above five hundred this year. I'm just not sure exactly. 
where they're going to end up, I, I really like their odds. A team I don't like is the Miami Heat. You know, they had a shot at Dame. They fumbled it big time. You know, this roster's only got older. You know, I like Josh Richardson on their roster now. But I just don't see this team making nearly the amount of noise as they did last year. You know, it, they caught lightning in a bottle, and they ran with it in the playoffs last year. And it was really fun to watch, but that's not happening again. I, I, don't, I really don't like the Heat this year, but... Yeah, I'm I'm going to go with the Heat just as the best team in the division, but there, that's not a ton of competition in this division yeah, when we're really yeah. looking at it. Even with the loss of Vincent and Shrews, Jimmy and Bam are great. Their rookies yeah. looked promising. Uh, I do like the Hawks pick. I like that they finally traded John Collins, but overall I still think the best team in this division is the Heat. And then I was teetering on the Hornets or Wizards on a team I didn't like. I was writing it up for the Hornets, and I found myself writing some wildly inappropriate things for air. So I'm going to go with the Wizards instead. They're doing the right thing in the rebuild, trading away Beal and Kristaps. And now they have Jordan Poole to start over. I think he's going to be very good for them. But, it, of course, it won't start immediately, so they'll probably be around those worst teams in the NBA. Yeah, I'm going to be with uh, Cody here. Um, I don't. Of all the teams in this division, I really think there really are only two choices to say who you like. It's the Hawks, which Bobby said, but I think I'm still going to go with Miami. I mean, they still have Jimmy Butler. He's shown he can really will teams to win when it matters most. And most of the players that were on the team last year that made it to the finals are coming back. If they got Damian Lillard, I would really like this team. But I still feel like they're probably the best team in this division, just looking around. Again, outside of Miami and Atlanta... I mean, it's the, this division is not going to be good. Uh, I just, but I just feel like Washington's the team I have to say I dislike the most, just because I'm, they're, they're kind of boring bad. Uh, <laughs> if I'm being honest, like at least the Hornets, if Lamelo's healthy, they'll be fast paced. They'll be running up and down the floor. They have young players. They have young yeah. players. Uh, Orlando, they have young talent. They have Paul Blancaro and Jalen Suggs, among others. They've got you know young players that can grow and get better. And the Wizards, they're not going to win anything, and they just, I mean, they don't really have exciting players to compensate for it like the Hornets and the Magic do, so that's just why I'm going to pick them. Jordan Poole? Yeah, he's he's a little exciting. Tyus Jones? Yeah. I love Tyus. Love me some Tyus Jones. Uh, But, yeah, it's funny because, like, I broke it down by division just because it's a... It was a medium. It was a way to talk about this entire conference without just going down through every team. But divisions mean nothing in the yeah, NBA. Yeah, they they don't. This division is an example of that because <laughs> I'm pretty shocked if two of these teams made the playoffs. But in the Atlantic, I'd be shocked if three of those teams or four of those teams didn't make the playoffs. Uh, but, yeah, looking at this division, I'm not with you there, Bobby. And I think you'll eat those words as a Celtic fan. Right. I understand the heat. Are you know you look at it? They lost Juice. They lost Vincent. Vincent. Those were guys who were important. They barely made the playoffs last year. Yeah, but I, I'm just saying. I watched that team pretty much all year, especially late in the season because the Knicks were very close to them in the standings, and they gave me no signs that they would be a good playoff team. Nothing. And then they get into the playoffs and looked like a totally different team. I just think that core of Spolstra, Jimmy, and Bam. That just no matter what is just not a fun group to face in the playoffs. I think they, they, make could, it. they could care less about the. They'll make the playoffs. Yeah, they can I, care I less about, about the regular <laughs> season. I bet they win low forties again. But mm-hmm. that's just a team. If I'm one of those top teams in the East, I want no part of that. Uh, I am actually a little higher on Orlando than a lot of teams, and I, I 
like what they're building with Franz Wagner and Paolo Bancaro. I think Paolo makes another leap this year. He was very efficient in the beginning of the year, lost that efficiency as his rookie year went on. You see that with rookies. They aren't used to the long 82-game schedule. I think he'll be a very... I think he could be an all-star in his second year. I think he'll be a efficient, more efficient player and a number one option for them. Um, and then, yeah, outside of that, I, I think the Hawks could be okay. I still think they're a lower Eastern playoff team, probably playing. And then I think Wizards, Hornets can compete to be the two worst teams in the NBA. Uh, so that that's the Southeast. I still have the Heat definitely being the best team. But I think Orlando could shock some people and get into the play-in, possibly maybe a six seed if they really do well. But I think play-in is more their spot. Uh, but now that we've talked about each division, I want you to pick your eight team playoff or eight playoff teams in the East, uh, and we'll go. Yeah, we'll start with that, and then we'll go through final conference finals and representative. Oh, me first. Sorry, my bad. Um, so uh, I have the Bucks, then the Celtics, then the Knicks. Knicks third. Yeah, Knicks third. I know you would like that, Lucas. Seventy Sixers, Cavs, Chicago, Hawks, Heat. And then do I do my? Or are we going around? We'll go right? back around. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay, I. This is so different between the two because the West, I'm like, oh, there's so many teams that could get in, and the East, there are a lot of teams. I'm just like, I don't want them in my playoff yeah. right again. But <laughs> I did go Celtics, Bucks. I also went Knicks third, which is very oh, interesting. My man. Then I got 76ers. Then I have the Heat, the Cavs, the Nets, and the Raptors. Even though I don't like them, I have them. In. No Hawks? Yeah. No Hawks. Yeah. Um, I'm I not just, on the Hawks. Maybe I went playing. with uh, mm-hmm. Bucks, Celtics, Cavs, Knicks, Sixers, Heat, Raptors, Nets. Also okay. out on the Hawks. It was between them and the Nets, and I was uh, just was like, mm, yeah. Y'all are sleeping on them. I, th- yeah. I don't think they're going to win <laughs> the playoffs, yeah. but yeah. I, I think they got to make it at least, yeah. you know? I think I think the Celtics get the one seed. I think the Bucks probably get the two, but I could I could see the Bucks sneakily getting like the four or three just because they want to sit. Like they're an older core, so I could see them mm-hmm. kind of, mm-hmm. you know, not playing those guys as much. Uh, I think the Cavs probably get the three seed. I just think they care about the regular season. I think the Knicks get four. I think Nets get five. Pacers get six. I'd say Hawks seven. And then I'll go ahead and I'll throw I'll throw the Orlando Magic in at eight for my uh, playoff teams. And then give me your two Eastern Conference finalists and your finals representative. Oh, wait. I didn't have the Heat in there. I'm going to throw the Heat at eight, actually. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna go. yeah, I, I, I was kind of like racking. I was like, there's somebody <laughs> missing. Yeah, I know. Same here, Bobby. I was yeah. like, oh, there, there's, something, there's yeah. something not there. Yeah. Nah, I, I think they could get the eight seed again. I just don't mm-hmm. think they care about the regular season. But yeah. I'll have them in there for sure. But uh, before we close out this segment, uh, two the two conference finalists and your representative. Um, two conference finalists. It's kind of chalk, but I'm taking Bucks, Celtics, Celtics dub. I have the exact same. Yeah, I have Bucks Celtics also, but I have the Bucks winning it, and I think Ooh. you know it's a series that could go either way. Though I think those are the two clear best teams in the East. Yeah, I once ahead, I once again have the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. I look at the way the Heat match up against the Bucks, and I feel like I just would be scared if they had to play them again in the uh, in the playoffs. I just would not. I just don't trust the defense of the Milwaukee Bucks right now. And outside of that top four, they're not that deep. They really only have six guys uh, that are good playoff play or proven playoff guys right now. So I'm going to 
stick with the Miami Heat. I think they continue to run it in the playoffs. But with that, we're going to take a very quick break. But when we return, we will jump into the Western Conference preview. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to the 2023-24 NBA preview on 90.5 WASU. Appalachian State University's The Schaefer Center Presents series welcomes the United States Air Force Concert Band and Singing Sergeants for a free concert of American music and honoring U.S. veterans. October 25th at 7 p.m. The event is free, but reservations are required. More information can be found at theschafercenter.org. Appalachian State University's The Schaefer Center Presents series features Coco Live to Film Concert, a complete screening of the Disney Pixar film with musical score performed live by the 20-member Orquesta Folklorica Nacional de México, October 19th at 7 p.m. Information at theschafercenter.org. Hey students, Dino's Den Moving here, your one source for packing and moving out or in at ASU. Our phone number is 336-990-9480, or you can email us. Just look for Dino's Den Moving online. Help out mom and dad. Your deposit today reserves your spot in December. We also have all the U-Haul trucks, trailers, and supplies you need for moving. $50 off your move if you mention this ad, and reserve your spot by November 15th. Dino's Den Moving, 336-990-9480. This program is sponsored by Eggers Law Firm, located on West King Street in downtown Boone. From business to traffic matters, the Eggers Law Firm has provided legal service to the high country since 1950. As fourth-generation Appalachian alumni, the Eggers Law Firm is here to assist you with legal help when you need it. The Eggers Law Firm, 737 West King Street. Welcome back to the 90.5 WSU's NBA preview for the 2023-2024 season. We just covered the Eastern Conference, and we're now moving to the Western Conference. And as I said, the NBA champion came from the Western Conference, the Denver Nuggets, uh, won last year, led by Nikola Jokic. And we'll start with that division, the Northwest Division, headlined by the Denver Nuggets, but also the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Oklahoma City Thunder, the Utah Jazz, and the Portland Trailblazers. So, Nick, I'll start with you this time. What team you like and don't like? All right, so for the Northwest, um, one team I obviously will like, I have another team I'm going to mention, too, besides the obvious team. I like Denver. Um, they still have a great team. They won the championship last year. They were turning most of their supporting cast outside of Bruce Brown and Jeff Green. Um, they're still a deep team. They're built really well around Nicole Jokic. They'll obviously be a contender in the Western Conference. I'd like to mention Oklahoma City as well, though. Um, they have a young team, but I feel like they actually have a good chance of breaking out finally this year. Shai Gildas-Alexander is a star, even though a lot of people may not know about him because... People haven't really watched the Thunder since, like, 2020. Uh, players like Josh Giddy and Lou Dort are also some pretty good players. And then if Chet Holmgren can stay healthy, this is a great—this could be a really good team that a lot of people aren't thinking about right now. For a team I don't like, kind of similar to some of the reasons that Cody gave for some of the East teams he was talking about, I just feel like Utah is stuck in no man's land right now. Um, they have some good players. Laurie Markinen broke out last year. Jordan Clarkson's a good player. But I just feel like in a very, very competitive Western Conference, I mean, they could be they could be a good team that wins a bit, but they're not going to be good enough, I don't think, to compete for a playoff spot. 
Um, I mean, Portland, at least in that division, they have some a bunch of young players. They are building more towards the future. Utah right now, I just I feel like they're in no man's land, and that's not a good spot you want to be in in an NBA. I'm all over the Thunder, of course. Yeah. The Nuggets are the best team in this division, but uh, for a lot of the same reasons you mentioned, really like. So his first name is pronounced Shy. This is something that I've had to do some research yeah. on. I've been saying um, Shay. I like saying Shay. But yeah. a lot yeah. of people, pretty much everyone says Shay, and they just say Shay. And when you find out that you've hit that superstar status is when they just start using your first name. Uh, just fun fact to go look true. at. Yeah. You got LeBron, you got Giannis, and you got Shay. They're like three guys, three peas in a pod. Am I right? Also, Josh Giddy has had a great start to his career. He just became allowed to buy beer in the U.S. two weeks ago. <laughs> so, to put into perspective what he's doing, Chet Holmgren I like a lot. Rookie of the year, maybe. We got two Jalen Williamses who are ballers. Lou Dort's very good. So, I really like what I see from the Thunder. And then a team I don't like is the Timberwolves. We've been talking about the potential of Carl Anthony Towns for ever since he got into the league. And he's about to turn 28 years old. He's a needle mover, but not a number one guy, which is fine because they have Anthony Edwards. But the bigger issue is Rudy Gobert just does not round out a championship contending big three. The four firsts given up maybe one of the worst trades in history to get him and make it near impossible to build a winning young squad around Anthony Edwards. So I just don't like the direction they're going. I feel like it's your typical, you have a guy in Anthony Edwards who could be one of those generational talents, but I just can't, I think there's going to be struggle building around him. And then we start talking in three or four years about what his future looks like. Did you see the contract they gave out earlier today? To it was Jaden. I believe Jaden. Is it Jaden or Jalen? Daniels. Song? Yeah, McDaniel's. Yeah. It's uh, Jaden. Jaden. Because yeah. I know Jalen is the one who's on Seventy Sixers. Yeah, yeah it's Jaden. Jaden. Yeah. Five years, one hundred thirty-five million. Also, I forgot to doing? mention this, this. Is how you know that things are about to start going wrong. They're not going to draft anybody that's going to be better than him because they're not going to draft anybody. Yeah. So they might as well, I guess. Yeah. I um, forgot to mention this. I'll get onto the West in a minute. But um, walking over here, I saw that Giannis signed a three-year, one hundred eighty-six million dollar oh, contract yes. extension. Yeah. I did not. See I that. forgot to mention that earlier. I didn't have time I to put it. I mentioned notes. it. But you got it. Oh, you did. Oh, I didn't. I shows how much y'all listen to me. Sorry, Cody. I, I, I was so just keyed in. I, I went through it really quick. Uh-oh. To be uh, also just so we can specify early before the season starts, Jay will. He's the uh, Arkansas big man. Yes. Jay Dub is the wing guard. The better Jalen. Yeah, Jay Dub's the better. Not one. to make them compete, but they're both to put good. it in perspective, just so you know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I'm kind of here with um, Nick with my picks. You know, obviously the Nuggets are in the best in this division. They're going to be have the best record in the West, in my opinion. But I really like the Thunder. You know, they have a great young core. I really think they're going to really start flourishing in this year. You know, shy. We saw him uh, Mm -hmm. really starting to step up last year. Against you, yeah, he was. I think he's only going to just keep improving these next couple seasons. You know, I really like Lou Dort. You know, I really like him as a defender. Chamber. Yeah, and you know Chet Holmgren. There's a little question there with like health, but I, I I'm excited to see how he plays this year. And um, for a team I don't like is the Utah Jazz. You know they came out blazing last year, um, and, but you know they really dropped off towards the end. You know Laurie Markkinen, he's been in the military. You know, guess that makes him stronger, but we don't really know what his training regimen looks like with that with basketball you know so i don't really know how he's going to do this year and their major pickup is john collins collins who's a good player but i don't really know how much he's going to really be able to elevate this team so 
it's just too much uncertainty for me to know how they'll shake out. Yeah, I I don't know. The Jazz are a tough one for me to read. With Laurie Markkinen last year went healthy. They were an above 500 team. So he was hurt for a good chunk of the middle of that season, and that's when they kind of lost a lot of games. But they're a competitive team, and they, they could be sellers. Like They have guys like Kelly Olynyk that some contending teams might want to grab. Uh, and they have intriguing young players. Like I like Walker Kessler a lot at center. Uh, I like their first-round pick this year, Keontae George from Baylor. He's looked really good in preseason and summer league. So you could see them maybe make a move towards youth, but I, I think there's a world where they win games this season and sneak into that play-in. Uh, I do agree. I'm all over this OKC team. I love uh, a lot of what they have. I, I just look at that team last year, and they were – really competitive when they really shouldn't have been. Uh, they won a lot of games, and they didn't have a center, and that's kind of important in the NBA, like an actual center that can protect the rim, rebound. They, they didn't really solve the rebounding part, and I think they should add maybe one just physically big center, like a plus 250-pound seven-footer, because uh, while Chet is skilled and can protect the rim, he's not going to be able to... He's not a guy that can bang against other big yeah. centers. Uh, so I think that's something they'll need if they want to start competing, but I'm agreeing with you guys and like what you said, Nick. I think they could have a breakout year this season with the young talent they have, and I think they're a huge... I mean, you just look at the draft capital they have. Whenever somebody comes available, if they're winning games, they can make a move and really bolster that roster if they want to do that, if a star becomes available. Um, I, I also am a little lower on the Timberwolves. I just think they need to rework that roster. I, I think you have a star in uh, Anthony Edwards, and I just think you're holding on to what that team used to be with Cat. And I just think you have to move on to the future. I just don't think having two bigs, uh, even though Cat can shoot defensively, it doesn't work. I, I think at this point you have to keep Rudy Gobert because I just don't think you're going to recoup any assets if you try to trade him based on what you got, what you lost getting him. So I think Cat's the obvious move there. Uh, and then, yeah, Denver will be Denver. Portland will probably not be great, but they have young players, and Scoot will be entertaining. Uh, but now jumping to the Pacific Conference, or division, sorry, this is probably the best yeah, division in the NBA. It's a juggernaut uh, of all of them. It's all, this, it's all the California teams, so Golden State, both LAs, Lakers and Clippers, and Sacramento, and then you add Phoenix to that grouping. All playoff teams last year. I feel like they've all been playoff teams for a few seasons. The Lakers the missed Kings. out a couple years ago, but... Very much so, competitor contenders in this division. Uh, so, Bobby, who's your? Who do you like? Who do you not like? I feel a little bit like Cody Bear uh, two years ago or so. Um, I really like the Warriors this year. You know, I see a lot of people doubting Chris Paul and his fit on the team, but you know, the Warriors have some of the best ball movement in NBA history, in my opinion. And I, and you know, he's aging. He's a little bit past his prime, but you know, Chris Paul is still a really good point guard, in my opinion. And you know. I really think the only big hurdle in their way is injuries. You know, you got Clay Thompson's kind of been a little shaky. He's getting back to it. Um, you know, Steph's ankles, just stuff like that. It's, that's their only hurdle. But if they can stay healthy. I really like them. And then team I don't like is the Phoenix Suns. You know, me and Lucas were talking about on when the Damian Lillard trade happened on here. You know, you have three players who kind of need the ball in their hands constantly to really elevate his player. Booker needs the ball in his hands, Beal needs the ball in his hands, and Kevin Durant definitely needs the ball in his hand to really succeed. And, you know, I really don't like them giving up Aiton. That really cuts down their defense, you know. Nurkic is not a really good defender for a center in the league. I just don't really like him because, you know, we kind of joked on here, but it's becoming more true and true. 
is Nasir Little going to be the anchor for this defense? Like, <laughs> Bol Bol? Bol Bol? Yeah, like, Bol Bol. there's just... There's, I don't know. Josh they got, Kogi. they got like no defense. So yeah, I'm, I, I really don't like the Suns this year. The Warriors take on that was a deep cut. Yeah, in the I remember. That shows you, I remember. You I've, even, I've been studying film. You weren't even you know? part of the program then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, deep cut. I like the Kings a lot. De'Aaron Fox has stepped up. Demontis Sabonis has been really good. I like some guys that round out that team, like Murray, Barnes, Monk, Mitchell. And now they have some playoff experience. That was my biggest issue last year was they're young. They don't have that playoff experience. They, it was one round, but it was a seven-game series against the Warriors. This is a team that flies under the radar a bit because they play at 10 p.m. here on the East Coast. But they can play, and now they're maturing together as a group. I like that a lot. As far as teams I don't like, I love what you said about the Suns, Bobby. I mean, Durant played eight games with the Suns, and they're already moving the team again and shifting. It's like, I think they were better with Chris Paul than Bradley Beal. I liked, the move. I liked how they sat as a team before the moves that they made during the offseason, and they should have just given it a shot. Another team I don't love is the Clippers. Every year I'm saying if they have a full season healthy, they're real contenders. And I believe that, truly, but I'm tired of waiting on it to happen. I don't know if it's going to. So that's a team I dislike. Yeah, I mean, as we've already talked about this division, it's ridiculous. I think there's a real clear possibility that every team in this division can make the playoffs. Like there's, um, But for a team I, that I like, I'll go with what Bobby said. I'll go with the Warriors here. Um, I think, again, we talked about how Chris Paul would fit in on this team. You know, I feel like we've had this conversation before about Chris Paul. Like, in particular, I think of when he went to the Rockets and he was playing with James Harden, who's another ball-dominant player. There's a lot of people asking if that would work out. If Chris Paul doesn't get hurt, that team very likely wins a championship. Um, he'll. I feel like he's got too high of a basketball IQ, and he's, you know, he, he can be unselfish enough to find a way to fit in with yeah. this roster. And, I mean, Steph Curry, he's still ridiculous, still playing at a crazy high level. Uh, I really like this Warriors team. For a team I don't like, kind of what Cody talked about, um, I just feel like the Clippers are the team that's most likely just to get injured and have their year mess up. It feels like we've been waiting for Paul George and Kalai Leonard to both stay healthy for such a long time. And I'm just, I'm not counting on that happening. And if either gets injured, they can't, the ceiling of this team gets reduced. And, you know, I don't feel like it's likely, likely to happen. You know, I mean, I don't hate the Clippers, too, in general. Again, if they stay healthy, they'll be really good. It's just, it's, you kind of have to be nitpicky in this division with all the teams here. Yeah, I I look at this division, and I like the Lakers coming into this year. I'm surprised that wasn't a pick for anyone. I mean, I, I look at this Lakers team and the job Rob Palenka did, and I give him credit because <coughs> there was a point he was staring down the barrel of the gun uh, at the trade deadline last year. You know, he had LeBron tweeting his emo tweets, uh, <laughs> wanting him to trade those two first, and he held Pat. He traded one first, and I felt like got great value back for that one first. Uh, you added players like... I obviously don't love the player, but D'Angelo Russell now is in a super tradable contract. I think you see him gone by the trade deadline, but you had guys like Vanderbilt that I like to fit with this team. Uh, Rui Hachimura is another guy, I think. Obviously, got a little bit, got a payday, but I I think he'll be a valuable player even if he's not shooting 50% from three like he was during the playoffs. Austin Reeves, I think with more opportunity, is just going to continue to get better. I liked what I saw from him in Team USA, and I felt like in that Nuggets series, he could have been more of an option uh, when LeBron was, you know, kind of 
taking I like allow LeBron to take more of those on-court breaks that he likes to do. I think Austin Reeves could have run the show a little bit more. But yeah, the supporting cast they added. I love Gabe Vincent as an addition on this team. Uh, they have Christian Wood, who I don't think needs to play, but he's a at least a piece you can use at times. Um, and I think as long as Anthony Davis can stay healthy, I think LeBron still has another year where he can you know rest on uh, do his do his LeBron thing where he picks and chooses when he goes into the sixth gear and starts to take over a game. I, I really like the Lakers this year, and I think they're probably my dark horse championship team in this Western Conference. Uh, but, yeah, just looking at the rest of the division, they're probably all going to make the playoffs. I, I agree with you, Cody. I think Sacramento went through some lumps last year. I think they'll be a more mature team this year. It scares me a little bit that Sabonis struggled that much in the playoffs after the regular season he had, but I, I see that more as a postseason worry, not a regular season worry. Um, and the Warriors, yeah, I, I do think they'll at least make the playoffs be a competitive team. I'm interested to see how Chris Paul fits in and just how that goes if Chris Paul isn't a closing member of that team, how that chemistry-wise goes. Um, I Biggest thing with the Suns, I'm not worried about like the ball. That question always, like, there's only one ball. I, I think their offense will be great. I think they'll score a lot of points. I just don't know how they rebound, or I don't know how they play defense, and yeah, I don't know if they have any presence around the rim. Yusuf Nurkic was a good center, but he's shooting barely 50% from the rim these days. He's not been healthy uh, and is not a great defensive player. Hasn't been in a couple seasons, and I'm not talking about the Clippers. Uh, But moving on to the (laughs) Southwest Division, final division of this Western Conference, we have the New Orleans Pelicans, the Memphis Grizzlies, the Houston Rockets, the Dallas Mavericks, and the San Antonio Spurs. So, slight drop-off from the talent of the last division, uh, but some interesting teams, none the less so Bobby who do you like who do you don't not like one team I actually really like this year is the Pelicans um I'm hoping praying that Zion will be healthy this year that's the biggest question for the Pelicans over like the last three years it feels like an eternity at this point you know he was in last season and you know they were 23 and 14 before he went down and afterwards they go 42 and 40 which it's okay, but, you know, if Zion can stay healthy, I can just really see this team really elevating. You know, Awesome Column had some issues last year, but overall, I th- he's a generally healthy player, so I'm hoping he'll be able to stay in and make a lot of impacts for this team. Um, and a team I don't like at all, um, the Memphis Grizzlies. We found out yesterday Stephen Adams got season-ending surgery. Um, and you look at the fact that, you know, Morant's out for the first 25 games, you know, those first... Those first uh, couple games, you know, they can make the difference between being the four seed and barely competing for the play-in, especially in a conference like the Western Conference. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, with Adams being gone and uh, Morant being out for the first 25 games, it's just going to cripple their chances at this year. Maybe next year, but not this year. And yeah. A team I like, I'm with you on the Pelicans, which maybe makes me a huge hypocrite because I'm about to say that I hope Zion Williamson is able to play because that's what puts their team over the top. And maybe that makes me a hypocrite the way I just talked about the Clippers, but I'm going with them. On a team with C.J. McCollum, Brandon Ingram, and I think the Pelicans have, other than the Nuggets and Suns, maybe that probably the highest ceiling in the West. So I like them a lot. And then a team I don't love is the Mavericks. They're going to be fun to watch, but the defense just isn't going to cut it against a lot of these West offenses. So I'm, I'm out on them. Yeah, I'm going to agree with both Bobby and Cody here on the team that I like. Um, again, I, I, I may sound like a broken record, but it's a big deal if Zion stays healthy. He's a great player when he's healthy. Um, they're 
only going to be able to be a great team if he's out there. Um, but besides them, they still have a lot of other good players. CJ McCollum, you guys have mentioned, is really good. Brandon Ingram's a solid scorer also. Herb Jones is a really good defender. Trey Murphy's shown that he can be a good shooter. I feel like maybe if Zion can stay healthy, all the basketball they played without him could help the team just overall with all the role players kind of figuring out their role without him to make them even maybe potentially a little bit better. And Zion's only 23. It feels like he's been in the NBA for, like, Half a decade. Yeah. Well, but almost. It's been four yeah, years. Four years. Yeah. 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 But he's only 23, so he's still he's still young. He could still – he's not like it's, he's old and it's going to be a point where it's just, you know, it's hard to get him to stay healthy. There's still potential there. Um, for a team I don't like, I'm going to go with a team that a lot of people might – just look at at a glance with the first overall pick and just think, oh, they're going to be a cont- they're going to be a contender just because they have him. I'm going to go with San Antonio. I just again, I feel like people will just look at Victor Wembanyama and say that, oh, the Spurs have him. They're going to compete for a playoff spot. They're going to fight maybe to at least be in the play in. And I think he'll play great as a rookie. But I just feel like this whole roster st- still leaves a lot more time to build around him before they can realistically compete for a playoff spot, um, especially in this year's West. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. I don't think San Antonio like some of the odds are kind of crazy. Like, you know, there's we were talking about Defensive Player of the Year and Victor. I mean, I guess he could, but like he has like the third best odds to win Defensive Player of the Year. And the Spurs, like, there's other teams I just think are better that have worse odds. Like, I think Orlando has worse odds to make the playoffs than mm-hmm. San Antonio. Um, I think they'll be very fun to watch, but I don't see them winning a lot of games early on. Um, looking at you're at the New Orleans Pelicans, it's tough because I, I would agree with you guys, and I tend to agree. Like I think I thought thirty games into last year, they were the best team in the West, and they looked like that, and they looked like the deepest team in the league. Um, and I, I love the young talent they have. Like before Trey Murphy got hurt, and he's going to play, but he's going to miss um, the beginning of the season. He was my most improved pick. Like I thought he was. Uh, Really good player when he given the opportunity when guys like Brandon Ingram were hurt. Um, but, yeah, they have a deep bench. I think they have a lot of guys who can play in the playoffs. It's just can Zion stay healthy? And he just hasn't shown me anything that he would stay healthy. Like I was listening to a podcast over the summer, and it was Ryan Rosillo with C.J. McCollum. And it's just never a good sign when basically Ryan Rosillo asked C.J., like, what do you think Like, what do you think of Zion moving forward? And he gave a pretty political answer, but it was basically like, you know, he's obviously very talented. There's just certain things he needs to like, take more seriously. And it just scares me that, like, you think... His teammates say Yeah, that. like, a oh, teammate's yeah. never going to say anything bad about you. So it's like, if they're not even... If they're implying that slightly negative, then I feel like there's a problem going on there. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't love the... I don't love the new. I think they could win games, but I just don't love them as a top seed in the West. I don't think any of these teams really are. Uh, I think the Mavericks will struggle defensively, like you said. And I just think chemistry-wise, people forget that Kyrie Irving has hasn't played a regular season of basketball since like 2019. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, I think the Grizzlies will struggle. The big thing is, I think they would have been fine without Jaw, but no Ty's Jones. Marcus Smart will be running the show. Scares me a little bit. And like you mm-hmm. said, Stephen Adams is a huge loss. Um, and then the Rockets, I think, will. <laughs> I don't think it's going to go well for the yeah. first couple. I think that's a team, weirdly, because we saw it with the Celtics when Idoka was the coach. They didn't start getting like 
gelling until the halfway point of the season. They were a 500 team for the first half of the year and then went on a run in the last half of the year to get that two seed. Uh, and it, it, I think it's Adoka. Adoka is a guy that demands a lot from you and he'll scream at you and he'll tell you when he thinks you're wrong. And I think it'll be rough at first with these young guys, but eventually he'll start to get his message through to them. Um, but just to, just like the last segment, what are your eight playoff teams in the West? And then we'll do uh, finalists and representatives. So, Nick, I'll start with you. All right. So, again, this was super hard to come up with. I feel like there's 11 teams in yeah. the West that could all realistically say they're good, not just top eight in the conference, like barely making it in. Like there's 11 teams that could say they're good. Uh, but the top eight I'm, I'm going to go with for now uh, is uh, Denver, then Golden State, uh, then Phoenix, then the uh, the Pelicans, Lakers, Kings, Timberwolves, and Thunder. Again, this was hard. I feel like the Clippers, the Grizzlies, and the Mavericks could easily make it. Uh, but I just, right now, before the year starts, those are the eight I'm going with for the Western Conference Finals. Now I'll have Lake, Lakers, Warriors, and then Golden State going to the Finals. I'm with you. This is really, really tough, uh, just in the fact that there are so many good teams in this conference. I'm going to go with Nuggets 1. I'm going to go Kings 2. I'm going to go Lakers 3 and Suns 4. I don't love the Suns, but I dislike them even more as a regular season team. Just not a ton of depth. Your best big man's Yusef Nurkic. And then, you know, Kevin Durant might get hurt at some point, and he's going to be, like, the forefront of that team. Then I got Pelicans. I got Warriors. I have Grizzlies, I think. Their team is good enough without Jaw to get enough wins to where when he comes back, he can be in. They can be in that top eight, and then I have the Mavericks at eight. I just, even with that defense not being great, it's just hard to t- take Luka Doncic out yeah. of out of that top eight. And then, do you want me to pick the? Yeah, you can go ahead. Yeah. And do that. All right. So I'm gonna have Nuggets versus Lakers. I'm in the same frame with you on the Lakers being a good team in the West, but I am gonna have the Nuggets win the West. Um, so my playoff ranking, I'm not going to repeat what they just said about it being so hard because it's obvious now. But, um, you know, we got Nuggets, Suns, Warriors, Clippers, Lakers, Kings, Thunder, Pelicans. That's my order for that. Um, you know, I don't, the Kyrie Irving scenario with like, you know, you just don't know what's going to happen this season. Don't really see the Mavericks making it personally, but I don't know. Um, and then in my Western uh, Conference Finals, I have Nuggets Warriors. Nuggets winning that. Yeah, I, it's a shame because just the fact that we have to ask if Luke is going to make the playoffs in the one of the prime <laughs> careers, uh, yeah. like one prime yeah. years. I think he'll have a great statistical season. Oh, I just don't know if he'll have a great team watch, Watching yeah. the Mavericks last year, too, that does not put yeah. a lot of faith in this team. Even though, I again, think you have to say that they could do it because they still, again, Luka and Kyrie on paper, that's a yeah. really talented team. Yeah. yeah, I think Luka will wear himself out getting the team to the playoffs. Yeah. So it'll be kind of like Russell Westbrook, his MVP season. He's yeah. doing it by himself. They get there, but he's not. That could be his gonna MVP. Uh, yeah, his campaign. Well, 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 that's saving for the spoiler. Yeah, a little future. But um, yeah, I would. Looking at this conference, I would give the Nuggets the one seed again. Uh, I would say the Lakers grab the two seed. I'd say Suns grab the three seed. Warriors four seed. I'll go Sacramento five seed. I'll say Thunder six seed. Tri- Timberwolves seven seed. And I will go with the Grizzlies in the eighth seed, leaving out teams like the Pelicans, Mavericks. I just, I don't know. There's something about them I don't don't trust. I think I left the Clippers out too. I don't yeah. hate that. I'm fine with that. Um, 
And then, yeah, in the Western Conference Finals, I have, once again, Nuggets, Lakers. And I have the Lakers beating the Nuggets. I just, I'm not a really repeat guy, uh, but, yeah, I think uh, I like the Lakers' chances. Um, so we'll just jump right into it. We have about seven minutes left. I'm realizing now one of the awards I didn't add most improved player. So, But that's so unpredictable. Yeah, you can throw a name out okay, if you can I'll think of one. It uh, doesn't have to be, obviously, didn't have time to prep, but... I'll throw that one on you. You guys can adapt to it. But uh, we'll start first with uh, the finals. So we each had a finals pick. So based on your finals picks, who do you think – so say who's in your finals, say you think is going to win the finals, and then say from that team who do you think could win finals MVP. Okay. So for my finals, I have uh, Nuggets Celtics, and I'm taking the Celtics, and I'm expecting a Tatum legacy year. Give me Tatum finals MVP. Oh, this is boring. I have the Nuggets Celtics. I have the Celtics winning. Give me a Tatum legacy year. And give me Jason Tatum finals MVP. All right, so I have Bucks Warriors in the finals, and I'm going with the Bucks. I just feel like Giannis and Dame on the same team is too much uh, for an NBA team to be able to try to guard and take care of both of them, and then it'll be too much for a team to beat in a seven-game series. Finals MVP? Um, who is who would I say for that? It's obviously either Giannis or Dame. Um, I have Giannis winning it, uh, regular seasons. So I'll say Dame wins finals. Okay. I, I respect that. At least this side of them going Mr. Chalk over here. But at least I believe in him. I believe in him. I can't, I can't not kid. speak the truth. Well, you're biased. He's got Cody. the best <laughs> yeah. Best uh, I think it's the I think it's tied with the Bucks and the Celtics. Nah. Yeah. That's last nah. time. I checked. Last time I was on Bear Down Bets, I think that's what yeah. it was. Um, yeah, I, I have the Lakers and the Celtics in my finals, and I was. It goes against everything I, I root for, but I, I'm gonna go. <laughs> LeBron does it. Oh, he Noah. gets that. Gets that fifth <laughs> ring. Uh, I think he yeah. rides off in the twilight. But I think Anthony well, he's Davis play another year, so he can't. Oh, so sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah Bronny. But he's starting to go back on that a little bit. That would ruin the twilight. I, yeah. I think if he wins, he's got to retire. Yeah. But, like Peyton. But I have Anthony Davis winning finals MVP. I think if they do it, he has to be healthy, and I think mm-hmm. it'll be one of those kind of passing of the torches, you know. He, he, he's the best player on the team. But uh, Story. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's got to be a good story. But now we're going to jump into awards. Uh, we'll just go rapid fire. So we'll start with Nick. Nick, you all say your MVP, then we'll go back around for Rookie of the Year, and we'll keep doing that snake style going back. Also, we'll stop at me. But, yeah, we'll and we'll add uh, – I'll tell you when most improved, but MVP. Yeah. yeah, I alluded to it earlier. I think Giannis will win regular season MVP. 2016 Russell Westbrook year. Give me Luka Doncic. 2017. 20, hmm. yeah, 16 was yeah. Curry. Yeah. Oh, all right. Um. Sorry. Just come in. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. Sorry. I wasn't trying to target you. Um. Tatum legacy year. Tatum MVP. Uh. Rookie of the year. Wimpy. Obviously. Okay. Um. Here. Wait, let me. I'll throw. Oh, my sorry. I didn't. I didn't good. mean to skip Lucas. I got confused. The instructions were at the beginning. Yeah. They were. I'm sorry. Simple. I'm sorry. Bob, he's too worried. Jumping I'll, on. I'll me. just leave. Yeah. Get <laughs> out. No. Uh. MVP. Yeah, I'm also going to go Tatum. I just think best team, best player. I think he's at the right age, right point of his career. I think he gets it done. Uh, now, Bobby, you said Victor Wembanyama. Yeah, Wembanyama. I got Chet Holmgren. Yeah, I'm going to go with Wemby, too. I think he's going to make too many highlight plays for him not to win it. I'm also going Chet Holmgren. I think he'll be a big part of the reason the Thunder win some games. I think he'll have a good stat line. Uh, so, I, yeah, I like Chet Holmgren in that spot. Uh, DP, wide, Defensive Player of the Year. 
Nick. I, I actually forgot to prep for this <laughs> to look for this one. Um, I'll go with Giannis. You know, I'll say you know the Bucks playing really well. You know, he'll play some really good defense, and you'll get the award. I'm going to go with Evan Mobley. A lot more blocks. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of going with Mobley, too. It's kind of up in the I could decide on who to pick, and then I was like, I guess Mobley, but it's going to be... His decision I'm, was that I just picked him. No, yeah. it's he was written like, down, I don't know. It's written right down here, right, here. right here. It's written down it on says, my phone. Not sure. Go with whoever Cody says. Oh, says. oh wow. Mm-hmm. All right. but, yeah, how Bobby's notes usually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, it, I, we didn't touch on it a ton in the beginning when we talked about the Celtics but, or the Cavaliers, but it's a big year for Mobley because you know he's that guy. People, are, and I, I like Mobley, but he's gotten some pretty big comparisons. A lot of people saying future All NBA guy, future like just just really like the guy. I've just. It's been mostly Bill Simmons. I watch a lot of Bill Simmons' podcast. He's compared him to Tim Duncan quite a bit. Um, but I think he has great potential. But last in the playoffs, he got exposed as a guy who really can only like, – I don't know what his shot is offensively or what he does offensively. He's not really an initiator, not really a guy that can go down on the block and score physically, really just kind of fell in that like 19-foot jumper range, and that's not where you want to be. So will he extend the three? Will he gain a little bit more uh, ability to initiate himself? I think that would be big for him. But I have Anthony Davis as my DPOY. I think uh, he finally gets that award That's uh, just has been out of his grasp throughout his career. Um, and so now we'll go most improved player. I know it's on the spot. Can you? Um, I guess I would go with Mikael Bridges. You know, he has a lot more opportunity in Brooklyn. I'm on Mikael Bridges as well. Yeah, I'll go with Bridges also. You know, with he, he'll have chances in Brooklyn. I'll go J Dub from yeah. Oklahoma City Thunder. Nice. I, I like. I think he gets to the twenties, and he'll be a big part of the Thunder. I'm going two Thunders for awards. That's, really, wow. that's how it goes, though. Usually, one team gets a couple. Um, now I'll go Sixth Man of the Year. Nick, you can start that one. Um, a part of me wants to say Malik Monk, but again, in the West, I almost wonder if the teams get if the Kings are going to be quite good enough. So I'll go with a Nick. I'll go with Emmanuel quickly. I also have a manual quickly. I also have a manual oh quickly. I can't not do it. I gotta go manual quickly. I can't be the yeah. only one not, yeah, Lucas not is back in my guy. But I think he has a very good chance. He could have won it last year. Uh, we, we talked about it before a little bit, with, uh, me and Cody. But the only thing I feel like holding him back is will he start too many games? Uh, if like a guy like Brunson is taking some games off or if it just happens where Tibbs puts him in the starting lineup. But I think he'll be a six-man again. Uh, so now getting into the uh, not player awards, but uh, you know, coaching staff and executives. So we'll start with coach of the year. I'm going with Missoula. Joe Maz. Joe Maz. Mark Dainholt, coach of the Thunder. Dagnall. Dagnall? No, 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 no. no. Yeah. Dainholt, I'm pretty sure it's Dainholt. I'm pretty sure it's Mark Dagnall. But, uh, Dagnall's like the American way of pronouncing. Maybe, yeah, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't know. We'll, we'll fact check yeah, after. Yeah. You could be right. But. All right, I'll go with uh, Adrian Griffin again. You know, I like the Buc- this Bucks team. You know, first year head coach. I think he'll get a lot of credit for the Bucks when they play really well this year. Yeah, I, I like that pick. I'm, pro- I'm between one of the top teams in the East, but I- I'll go with Adrian Griffin. I just feel like new coach. They con- they get it a lot of the time. First year coach when they. Obviously, they were one seed last year, so it's going to be tough to get more wins. But I just think that team has a lot of media behind them. I think that'll be a popular pick. Uh, Now, executive of the year. uh, And we'll start with you, Bobby. Um, You know, a lot of the time, it's usually the coach of the year's GM a lot of the time. So I'm going Brad Stevens. 
going John Horse for bringing in Dame. If that's the numbers, the way the numbers work. Yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, a part of me, it's kind of like Malik Monk. I was kind of looking maybe at Oklahoma City with Sam Presti, but I don't know if they'll be good enough. So kind of with Cody and, and also with Bobby, with you know the coach of the year, also matching with the executive of the year, I'll go with John Horst. I'm going to go with Rob Palinka. I feel like the moves he made at the deadline, I feel like will carry over to this year. They made good moves over the summer. I feel like you look at that roster at the beginning of last season to now, and it's a totally different group, and I think he did a fantastic job. I think he gets his credit and gets executive of the year. But that'll do it for NBA preview. Uh, tomorrow night, what are the games? I believe it's Warriors. Nugget. I know it's all Western. Yeah, there's Nuggets, and I know who's playing. I don't know who's I playing. I got you guys. It's, Lake, it's Lakers, um, Nuggets at 7.30, and then Warriors, Suns at 10. Yeah. All right, so we got some... Great game. Turn at 8, right? Tomorrow, yeah, 730. 7.30. 7.30. Uh, Lakers, Nuggets, and then, yeah, Suns, Warriors. But, yeah, that'll do it for the 90.5 WASU NBA preview. Uh, I am your host, Lucas Warren, joined by Bobby Phillips, Cody Bear, and Nick Goodman. Thank you for joining me on this Monday night, and I'll send you back to your regularly scheduled programming.